Welcome to the Old Man New Pilot Podcast. The adventures of an older man who's decided to learn how to fly. Episode 15, My First Fly Away. On the 13th of September, I went for my second lesson. Now, as I've said before, you never quite know what the weather's going to be like. Uh, and I was greatly looking forward to a solo, but we didn't know when it was going to be. So what we did is we organised a day away. And Luke said, why don't we go to Nottingham? I was pretty excited about this because navigating and visiting different airfields and different parts of the country was one of the main reasons that I wanted to learn how to fly. So I thought this was a fantastic idea. Uh, arrived on the 13th at the airfield and Luke had already set up a pilot's log, or plog as it's normally known, uh, and he'd plotted the route on the chart. We don't call them maps. Apparently you're supposed to call them charts. Call them maps and you might get in a bit of trouble. Or people might laugh at you anyway. So he showed me the, the chart with the line on it. Obviously, pretty simple. Uh, Gamston to Nottingham isn't very far. Maybe 20 miles, something like that. So it was a very short, straight line. Uh, but from that, he'd worked out the route that we were going to take, i.e. what direction we were going to head in. Uh, he showed me the charts where he got the weather from. And we'd uh, already chosen an altitude, so we we're going to go at 2,000 feet. And from the combination of uh, the heading that we were going to take and the speed that we we're going at, add to that the wind direction and the wind speed, and you know what heading you have actually have to go in. So just to take you a quick example, if you say you were heading due east, so you're going 90 degrees and your plane was going to go 100 knots, 100 nautical miles an hour, and you were going somewhere that was 100 uh, nautical miles away, that would be easy to do. You just go due east and you get there. Okay, You have no problem. As long as you maintain that heading, you would get to your destination in roughly the time you expected. But, of course, the wind affects an aircraft greatly. Uh, let's say the wind was coming from the south. Well, if you headed at 90 degrees uh, and kept going for an hour what you would find is you would be quite a way north of what you expected. Let's say you had a, a 10 knot wind coming from the south, you would be pushed a certain distance north. Okay, The stronger the wind, the more you'd be pushed. So the further away you would end up from your destination. And you get what's called a whiz wheel. It's called a computer. People call it a whiz wheel as a sort of uh, jokey sort of name. It's a sort of friendly name for it and in fact what it is is a circular slide rule don't be confused by the word computer it is in fact a circular slide rule it's got two sides on the front you've got various calculations so you can say well i'm going a certain speed for a certain time how much distance will i cover i'm using 30 liters of fuel an hour i'm traveling for an hour and 15 minutes how many liters of fuel do i need etc various different normal sort of calculations multiplications and divisions but flip it over and you've got a way of calculating what direction you need to head in if you want to head in a certain uh, direction in the first place. So based on what the winds, how the wind's affecting you. Sorry, I'm not explaining this very well. It looks complicated and it took me a few goes to get it. But once I actually read some decent instructions, not the instructions that came with it, I can now do the calculations uh, very quickly. So you put in the wind speed and the wind direction, then you put in the direction you wanted to go in, you set the wind speed down to the speed that you're actually going to go to, and that will show you uh, a difference in 
angle that you need to take, so a difference in direction you need to take, or heading, and a difference in speed. So obviously if the wind's coming towards you, you're going to be going slower than you're expected. If the wind's roughly behind you, you're going to be going faster than you expected. So from that you fill in a, a plug, a pilot log, uh, you put in your altitude, you put in your true direction, your speed, your ground speed, and you, that will calculate for you, well, you will calculate from that how long it's going to take you. So let's say it's going to take you 15 minutes to get somewhere. What you can then do is go back to your chart and say, well, I'm going to split that into two or into three. So my leg of 15 minutes, if after five minutes, I expect to be about here. Now, what is there on the chart that's here? Okay, maybe Southern or something like that. Okay, here, after another five minutes, you may be over home Pierre point for me. For, this is for my particular one, obviously. But you can look as you're going along and say, hold on, I can't see Southern after five minutes. Am I going in the right direction? Okay, and you can work out whether you're deviating from your course or not. So this is obviously absolutely vital for pilots. The, the ability to navigate and, and plot a route are incredibly important. And it's all part of the preparation that I've mentioned before. Preparation, preparation, preparation. Now, what does actually happen in the real world is that once you've got your license, everybody uses GPS. Everybody uses an iPad or an Android tablet or an iPhone. And they run programs like Sky Demon or Garmin Pilot or Forflight and follow what they call the Magenta Line because these programs use a Magenta Line. So you you just click on Gamston, you click on Nottingham, it's gone online already and knows what the wind's going to be like. And it says, there you go, you need to head in this direction for this time. And you put that in your aircraft, you can attach it to your yoke or you can just have it at the side of you and you can see if you're following the, the Magenta Line. Now... That's easy, obviously. Uh, you know, it's not an alternative. It, well, sorry, it's it's a backup rather than alternative. So you need to know what you're going to do in the first place. It's not a way of getting around doing the planning. It's a backup to the planning. It's a way of double-checking that your plan has been correct. Now, we were only going 20 miles, so, you know, not a massive deal. And we're also going to an airfield that Luke uh, used to work at. So I didn't think there was much chance of us getting lost. But doing all these exercises greatly increased my confidence, taught me a lot about what I need to know when I'm navigating. It was a very hot day, uh, quite low winds, but, you know, I was really excited about going to Nottingham. I didn't really think about myself at the time, uh, really. I'd just not thought about it. It's kind of my head because... I was even probably, I'm even more excited overall about flying away and visiting places and flying around the country and flying around Europe and maybe flying in America than I am about just getting one particular session out of the way, one particular session of doing my solo. I knew I was going to do it. I knew it was going to happen sometime. So to me, the future was navigation. The future was knowing how to do all this stuff. Anyway, flew to Nottingham. Everything went smoothly. We saw Southall. We saw Home Pierre Point. Came in and did the... Uh, the what they call the overhead join which is something I'll explain to you in another lesson because it, it's quite long leaving and arriving at airfields is not necessarily as simple as you might think you just don't head for the runway and hope that there's nobody there there's particular methods for doing it but like I say I'll explain those on, on another one uh, got to Nottingham landed taxied up Right on the runway, almost, uh, not certainly on the taxiway, maybe not on the runway, is a lovely cafe. Uh, I had a homemade cake, uh, which was blackcurrant, I think, and it was absolutely delicious, uh, made by the lady who runs the cafe. 
I've been on a diet for a few months now, lost quite a bit of weight. So to me, having a cake, that was the first time I'd had a cake for a long time. So it was a massive treat. I was very, very hot. It was 29 degrees outside. And flying, uh, certainly something like this for me the first time, is not a very calm thing. I'm, I'm calm in the in the cockpit and I'm, you know, considered and careful about what I'm doing. But you're still a little bit stressed out. And so I was, to say the least, sweating like a pig at this point. Okay, I felt pretty hot. Uh, we had a cake. I had my coffee. Luke had a chilli and cheese toasty, which sounded a bit odd, but actually looked quite nice. And I might have one if we go there again. Got back in the aircraft, headed back to Gamston. Same thing again. It had already, you know, we'd obviously planned it all beforehand. We got a pilot log filled in. The chart was the revert, you know, the, the line on the chart was just the reverse of what we'd done before, so it wasn't particularly difficult. Nice takeoff. Again, nice smooth weather, very little wind. Got back up to 2,000 feet, headed back to Gamston. Arrived over Gamston again, an overhead join. Uh, and Luke said, well, let's do a couple of circuits in as we're here, and we've got a bit of time left. I'd said, I could basically stay as long as I wanted. I, I didn't have anything else on that I needed to get to, so I knew I had a bit of time, and I, didn't, I wanted to make it you know, fairly relaxing. I didn't want anything to put us in a rush. So we did a circuit, came in, landed. As soon as I landed, Luke said, I have control. He took over control of the aircraft, called to the tower to say it wasn't a touch-and-go, that it was a full-stop landing, and he was coming in to allow his student to go on his first solo. So, I mean... Just thinking about it now, I'm getting goosebumps. I was so chuffed about all this. Luke pulled over to one side. Uh, I had control of the aircraft. He got out. He said, do you feel happy? Do you feel confident? I said, yeah. Um, I was. I, to be honest, I'd done so many hours at this point. I think I was on 26 hours. And I'd been taught well. And I felt absolute confidence that I was going to do this fine. I had absolutely no doubts at all. I knew I was capable of doing it. And I knew the conditions were perfect for it. He got out, he let me go, I locked the door, called uh, to tower to tell them I was going to set off, went up to the holding point, nobody coming, backtracked down the runway, runway 2-1, turned round, and that was it, I was off. I was up in the air and I was on my own. It's just an incredible feeling, uh, just absolutely incredible. I did a nice circuit, I think I was quite happy with the circuit, good height keeping, Came back in, lined up on final, called, you know, final. Uh, called to the tower, say I was on final, and uh, it was a full stop landing. Uh, landed, not not my best ever landing, uh, but uh, certainly, you know, nothing to nothing that anybody would have complained about if there had been anybody else in the aircraft. Parked the airplane, got out, Luke was there waiting for me, uh, took some photographs of me, shook my hand, and it, it really just was one of the best days ever in my life. Uh, if you've ever wanted to learn to fly, just that feeling alone of, of knowing that you've been in complete control of the aircraft, it's your complete responsibility, and that you've been trusted, that you are safe, and that you are smart enough to do all this. Just amazing. I mean, I, I got married, which is a fantastic day. I had remember the birth of my son, that was amazing. But after those two days, I would say that my first solo, and, and not just my first solo, the, 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 the day was amazing. You know, navigating to Nottingham, it was everything I wanted it to be. And in fact, I said to Luke on the way back that if I never fly again, if that's my last ever lesson, that has been one of the greatest days I've ever had. Just navigating to Nottingham, maybe the cake helped. Navigating back, 
but then doing my solo afterwards was just fantastic and really I wasn't due for another lesson for another nine days but I got home and I was still floating on air if you'll excuse the pun uh, my wife said how proud she was of me my son did and you know my friends were all really pleased for me and I just could not wait to get back in that aircraft uh, nine days seemed an awful long time away Okay, hope you've enjoyed that. That has been a very special moment for me and my my special podcast. Uh, Hope you've enjoyed listening to it and I'm glad you've been along for the ride so far. There will be more of these. There's lots, lots more for me to do. So keep listening and don't forget to subscribe. Thanks very much. Goodbye.